Get ready for the greatest pinball on earth! <laughs> Do you wish to challenge me? You have what it takes. Come join the circus. Spanning the globe, this is the Blockade Podcast number 13. I am your host in a hotel in uh, New Orleans. Uh, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap, joining me today on this historic podcast, Jeff Strong. What's shaking, homies? Jared Morgs. G'day from Australia. Sean Don Carlos. Greetings, Earthlings. And our good friend, Bonzo. Guten Tag. It's party time! Jackpot! You're a pinball wizard! Holy smoke! So, gentlemen, why exactly is this a historic podcast? <laughs> Quite simply, because we've been doing this for a year! And we're yeah. still here. <laughs> and there was one creature missing. <laughs> Maybe a kazoo going on, I don't know. Uh... So, uh, and, and, and actually, folks, uh, listening, you would have known uh, that we were coming up on this, and uh, hell, you'd be able to uh, see what I've been doing in New Orleans if you had followed me on Twitter, at ShutYourTraps. And uh, you can also follow Jared Morgs, at Jared Morgs. Um, so what the hell am I doing in New Orleans? I'm uh, working on American Horror Story, which uh, is much to great delight of Heretic. Um, but sorry, Heretic, I'm not spoiling anything, so... <laughs> to you <laughs> <laughs> he's he's sitting there trying to get me to talk to Sarah Paulson I'm like um yeah I'm just gonna go up to the actress and be like hey I know this Irish guy that has a thing for you and yeah I'm not gonna have to <laughs> sounds like a good way to get arrested yeah <laughs> you could at least yeah. maybe ask for an autograph and say make it out to Harry Tick <laughs> Yeah, we're, it's kind of frowned on for crew members to go up to the actors and uh, you know. I can fans. imagine that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's something about that, especially when they're like in character and Sarah's doing a uh, a two-headed woman in this uh, version of American Horror Story. So maybe I could go talk to the dummy head, but <laughs> she'll, just, she'll just tell you talk to the other head. <laughs> 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 oh, so yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing this little podcast here for a uh, for a year, and uh, I thought I'd ask everybody, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> Reasons and stuff and things. Reasons. Blame the Irish. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if memory memory serves, we were all hanging out in the uh, Pibmall Arcade fans chat room, and uh, just shooting the breeze and uh, somebody got the wild crazy idea of wouldn't this be funny as a podcast and you know who that funny person was it was actually Heretic uh, who the funniest the idea. of them all yeah. and what's interesting about that is Heretic who thought that we should do the podcast who nominated uh, myself as the moderator of the podcast who championed us getting forward to do the podcast Simply will not do the podcast with us. Blatantly <laughs> <laughs> refuses. Out of we have tried tooth reasons. and nail. We have cajoled him, buttered him up, promised him oral sex, anything possible to get him to come onto <laughs> this this podcast. To the point that we even 
and thought that he was going to, like, he was all guns in, like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then the day before goes, uh, no, but you know what? Um, I, I don't think I'm going to be good for the podcast. That wouldn't be proper. No, no, I'm, I'm out. So, Heretic, <laughs> you limey bastard. One of these days, you're going to have to do this podcast so that we can put the mute button on you. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because I think with the podcast, um, it kind of grew out also of an extension of Jeff was doing the uh, five questions with Bobby King, and I'd gone up and done an interview with Bobby, and I was planning on doing another interview, and hey, why don't we actually record something together? <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen or go back into the, uh, the iTunes, our very first episode, that's the pilot episode, that came out after Jeff and I did the interview and we did just a few little commentary just there was like a 15 minute podcast in the end uh, just to see if uh, it would gel if we liked what we were doing and strangely enough we did although if I listen to it back now I'm like we should have quit <laughs> <laughs> yep so we started this uh, podcast calling ourselves the barcade and that was um, unbeknownst to us a registered trademark of some years, but in the chat room, we just thought that was kind of silly because, uh, apart from Terratic, there was a frequent other members drinking while chatting, and we thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah. it, it actually <laughs> it has been hilarious on a number of occasions. <laughs> that being said, I don't know how uh, how hilarious a drunken podcast with our lot would be, but uh, there you go. And that third podcast, we managed to somehow squeeze eight people onto it, which was probably a little one. bit ambitious. <laughs> it was pretty insane. And there was, Google there was Hangouts, a which lot is of our, interruption. <laughs> there was yeah, a lot lots of, of talking over each other. Concurrent. Concurrent projection. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, at that time, we were doing this over uh, Google Hangouts, and I, uh, I have a theory that we were crashing it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think we were we were stretching the, the limits of it at the time, although a year has passed now, so um, we're actually using the Hangouts on Air feature and then just ripping the audio from it. Um, and it, you know, at the time it kind of worked well, but yeah, when we started to get up in numbers, it kind of struggled a bit. Flash forward today, now we're doing this over Skype because, yeah, we can't really get a guy from Australia, a guy from Germany, a guy from Chicago, and two guys from California in a room at the same time. Don't know why. Hell, we can barely get Pretty ourselves tricky. into the uh, Skype at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I think it, this would be sold if we just got more sponsors. Um, we could actually get the flights. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind the trip to Australia. I've never been. Come down here. We have killer animals. I've, I've heard. Yeah, draw bears. Uh... Yep. <laughs> well, thankfully I don't have any babies, so the dingoes can't eat them. They won't steal them. <laughs> You know the thing about you know flying to Australia. You try and fly away, and then it always comes right back. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Their best invention. Sadly, I'm not even laughing at that one. Wow. Yeah, that, that was just that was. Bad. We need a laugh. We we need a laugh. <laughs> a laugh track. <laughs> somebody install. Somebody install the applause sign, please. Yep. <laughs> Please, it's broken. We keep pressing the button, but it's not working. I, I need the little button on Skype that turns red so I know when to laugh. <laughs> so if, if people are wondering why we only podcast uh, uh, once a month, 
literally, we have been trying to get this particular podcast recorded since uh, the end of October, like the week before Halloween. Yeah. It's now a week into November. <laughs> yeah. So we give ourselves about a two, three-week uh, window of opportunity to record, and... Uh, some days we're able to manage, some days we aren't, some days we can't get Sean on, and so then we record without him. That's why he's not always in every single podcast, because somebody has a life. Uh, yeah, he has a busy <laughs> schedule. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, it, 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 I, I look at it like launch windows for spacecrats. There's like a limited time, and then if you don't launch in that time, you have to wait a little while before you get favorable conditions again. <laughs> abort, abort. And it's like all of our agents have to collaborate, you know, with our various schedules where it's like don't call us we'll call you and things yeah. Yeah. it gets very costly yeah, and Bonzo's got a yeah. bitch of a writer I mean <laughs> yeah. the, the kind of beer he has to have in his lobby and the type of food and it's nuts I mean he only it, likes it, it, green M&M's you know yeah you know it makes it makes Beyonce look like you know just a, a kindergarten princess you know <laughs> No. Rightfully so, I'm more beautiful than her, than her so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. So, um, we all commonly bonded over the pinball arcade. And from that, our tastes have also, we've learned to uh, discover that, uh, you know, Certain types of movies we like, that we like uh, different types of digital pinball. Some guys are in pro pinball. Uh, some of the guys, mainly me, uh, like Zen. I know some of you guys hate Zen. Um, but anyway, we all kind of found a, a, a common ground, but TPA truly was what uh, brought us together. That being said, I'd like to introduce a new feature to the Blockade podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you 60 seconds of rage with Jeff. Because, after all, a man this mellow sometimes just has to blow his top. Jeff, 60 seconds are on the clock. Rage! Alright, let me see what I can do here. Gotta whip myself into shape. Alright, you... <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> you know... I just don't know if I can. I can't just summon it at will. I mean, I'm just, I'm just too mellow. You know, you could just beep out. You just say whatever you want and just beep out random stuff. And just put keywords in, like pinball and this is immersive true. mode. And yeah, <laughs> I might just have to doctor it up because I mean, someone as mellow as me can't just force themselves to rage at will. I don't know. I just oh, I don't know. I've seen the forum posts. I think you can. Yeah. Do it. Well, see, that's the I thing. Like. It comes and goes. Like it, it'll come for a few minutes, and then I'll I'll get over it, and I'll be like, all right, that's out of my system. But I can't just like, you know, whip it out and say, all right, I'm just gonna rage for 60 seconds. I I don't know. I just I don't know if I can force it out, man. Oh, time is up. Well, that has been 60 seconds of rage with Jeff. Stay tuned for our next podcast, and we'll see what else Jeff rages at. I tried. <laughs> hey, uh, so last time we ran a contest with our uh, thanks to our friends over at uh, wizardamusement.com your home for custom shooter rods that easily attach to existing ball plungers. We will be announcing the winner of that contest who is going to be winning 
a custom rod shooter from wizardamusement.com at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned because I know a lot of you are dying to know who won. And competition was fierce, right? It was incredible. It took me three hours to tally it all up and draw out of the hat and come up with a name. I'm telling you, this contest made Publishers Clearinghouse weep with how successful it was. <laughs> While we're waiting for those results, it's time for Lost in the Zone with Sean the Banhammer Don Carlos. Are you ready to battle? Although I gotta say, Sean, uh, have you been wielding the band hammer that much lately? I, I haven't noticed. It's not a hammer; it's a scythe. And uh, um, actually, no, I've I've been too busy with work and stuff. I got promoted a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, rather. Congratulations! So I haven't really been on the forums at all. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I mean, I'm not seeing anything that's like demanding my attention. I mean, are, are people running rampant in the off-topic or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's off-topic. Um, who cares? That <laughs> <laughs> depends on how off topic they go. We do have minimum standards here. Maybe I should take a look. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <Got it. laughs> be I don't have an inkling of what you're going to dip into, and I'm wondering if maybe you could start off with your pinball uh, table talk. All right. Um, last uh, episode, we gave the. Uh, the newly minted Silver Blob Award to uh, Medieval Madness for best overall table in Lost in the Zone, or, and the Pinball Arcade. And so I figured, hey, we should probably talk about it since you know we haven't actually covered that table, um, and it is you know a great table. Um, yeah, I've heard it's popular with the kids. Um, I heard it's so popular they're actually making a new run of it, and uh, I think they're all sold out. But if you had uh, Taken the opportunity at the right time for a mere eight thousand dollars, you could have had a uh, reproduction medieval madness table made. And let's be serious, Sean. A reproduction of a, a late nineties Belly Williams table is basically like a re the current stern limited edition quality at the moment, with all the features rather than just the ones that they don't put on. <laughs> Anyhow, so there was only thankfully the one version of medieval madness, so uh, yes. you know about the limited edition and the pro and the premium and the extra yes. super duper special and all the marketing stuff that Stern does. Um, so, you know, tro trolls to come no matter what since. this time? You know? Yeah, the yeah, trolls are included with every purchase. Um, <laughs> you know, to worry about the, the, the trolls. Um, but no, Medieval Madness, uh, it is extremely popular as a table. Um, it's one of my personal favorites. It's, it's just a blast to play, even though it's usually kicking my butt eight ways from Sunday. Um, the real one is very hard. Um, to give you an idea, the replay on the one at CP Pinball usually is wandering around the low 20 millions. Um, I don't know who is playing it that's keeping it up that high, because most of the time I play it, I'm lucky if I get to 10. Um, it's, it's a brutal table. Um, one of the things that makes it that way is the ramps have those little posts on the ends of them, and there's little stand-up targets toward where the castle is for the troll stand-ups. You hit any of those six objects, and you are probably going to find a drain. Um, they... I, I don't know how much time 
the Williams engineers spent, you know, placing those for maximum draininess, but they did a good job. Um, the the uh, they actually the ramps. If you look carefully at a real one, in fact, you can kind of see it in TPA if you if you go into Pro Mode and zoom in on them. They actually have a split in the ramps. Um, that is to keep the ramps from rejecting into the center all the time. When they were testing the table, they actually discovered that the ramps were positioned in such a way that the ball would always go down the center, and there was really no way of saving it. And so they split the ends of the ramp to make the ball take a different trajectory, so you had at least half a chance of getting it on a flipper. Um, Interestingly, I find it much more successful in real life for it diverting from the center ring than I do in TPA. Yeah, I think... I'm not sure... It, we'd have to ask Bobby this, because I think he's the one who tuned it. I don't know if that's just a cosmetic thing in TPA, or if there actually is, if it actually affects the ball trajectory like the real one would. They've probably got, like, a ball path set um, on Possibly, the ramp. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, can, I can't say I've ever noticed, because when it, when it does it on the, the real one, um, especially the opponent, if you take, like, a weirdly angled shot, you can almost sometimes see it, like, fall off the one part of the ramp onto the other. Yeah. There's a little difference in elevation there. I've never seen that in TPA, but I just assumed it was because, you know, it's such a small feature and the ball's moving so quickly that you can't really, you know, your once a 60 frame draw just doesn't catch that motion. Because when I've played the real one, it's interesting, I mean, with how much I've played it in TPA, that uh, if the ball does come start coming back down the ramp, I get you know, a little gut clench of like, oh crap, it's going to go down the middle, and then it just like doesn't even come close to coming down the middle. Whereas TPA, I'm always clenching all the way, you know, to the flipper going, it might, it's still, you know, it's dangerously close. So, right. yeah, it's interesting that uh, that's the one feature on the real table that I find way more forgiving. And the other, well, the other thing, too, to balance that, though, is the ramps on a real one reject more than TPAs. Um, they're not as bad as Twilight Zone and their vacuum ramps, but you can get some pretty marginal shots up that peasant ramp, and you'll, you'll almost, you kind of see it, like, accelerate its way around. Whereas right, yeah, it really does. It, it picks up speed like nothing else. Yeah, it's it, conveyor it, belts. Pretty obvious. Um, it, it, it doesn't. The real one obviously doesn't do that. Um, most of the rest of the table is pretty well behaved. I mean, the, the catapult does its thing. The, the castle kind of uh, explodes and falls apart, sort of like TPA's does. Although the uh, again, the light show in TPA will never catch the uh, beauty of a real one doing that in a darkened room. It really is an it impressive, is spectacular. Thing in a darkened room. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I would say it's, it's right up there with um, you know, Lost in the Zones light show, Strobe Multiball, um, Circus Voltaire's Neon in terms of, oh my god, this is an awesome special effect. Yeah. It, it really does look good. And it, that's one of the, the things, too, is if you, if you have a broken castle, it just takes so much out of it. Cause, I mean, the thing still yeah. works. It's fail-safe in it, but it's just like, oh, I don't get my... You know, that, that's a whole reward for shooting that thing, besides the two million, but... The uh, yeah, you get to watch the castle blow up because no other game has yeah. that. Really, the, it plays similarly, um, but the difference is the difficulty of the real one is much harder. Um, part of slightly. it is part of it, it's more than slightly. Um, <laughs> part of it is um, the, the thing with medieval madness is it's a it, you look at it and it's like Attack from Mars. It's very flow oriented. You I mean you can loop ramps and do all sorts of fun things with it. Um, you can even alternate peasant and damsel up until the part where the damsel catches it, and throws it in the tower. Ah, uh, that feels good when you can do that. But the uh, 
You don't actually always want to play it that way, though, because it gets going really quick, and so if you want to aim for something like Merlin, or um, you've been looping dams a little bit, and you want to hit the joust ramp suddenly, it, it's you very don't hard. aim for Merlin, you just randomly get it when you least want it. Well, we'll talk about that <laughs> later, but the, the rare times where you actually do want to aim for Merlin, like, like maybe there's an extra ball there or something. Um, but when you've got all five modes lit and you want to have um, <laughs> insanity multiple medals. Yeah, the, then it's the most impossible shot to hit ever. <laughs> I have yeah. never done that real one. I've done it on TPA a few times, but I've yeah, never done five on a, on a real one. No. Uh, I've gotten four a few times. But the... Uh, no, the, the thing is, with the, especially if you're shooting the castle or if you're shooting something where you want to put it in a very precise spot because if you miss it a millimeter to the left or right you're going to hit something in the drain. Um, it's it's often good to kind of stop the ball on a flipper, take a deep breath and aim, even though the, the table's like, flow, 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 flow! Not always. <laughs> it's because the table's at that time of the month for it. Um. Wow. <laughs> we, <what? laughs> two of two. <laughs> I'm going go for the hat I, trick. <laughs> I, I can see why the standards of the forum may have declined suddenly. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But the um, no. The, the, I was the, talking the, about progressive insurance, guys. Come on. Oh. See that. That was wasn't even right a good there. save. <laughs> that, that was a horrible, horrible save. <laughs> Two tilt warnings. Um. Anyway, so the. Uh, what do you, what do you actually do? There's there's two schools of thought on this. Uh, the one which is the uh, endorsed by Papa method is to if, in competition play just hit the castle repeatedly. Um, the castle starts out life just like in TPA. The first ones only take a few shots and they start taking more and more as as you you finish them. Um, there's two reasons for that. One is you know beyond the besides the multi balls they score better than just about anything else on the table um, the first one's 2 million and they go up by 2 each time so you can rack up a good 15 or 16 million pretty quickly um, if your extra balls are turned on there'll be an extra ball after the second one unless your operator is an evil bastard and moved it to the third or fourth um, so that's always good too because you are going to need the extra balls in this game uh, ball time on a medieval madness is generally not very long um, it's a very fast very quick game so Basically, to do that, um, you can hit the castle from either flipper. Um, I prefer the left, just because I've found that's a little safer than, than shooting it from the right. Uh, for some reason, it, it tends to come back to the flipper a little better than it does from the right flipper, and that's due to the angle of the castle. If you look at it, it's not quite straight like the force field is on Attack from Mars. It's a little bit angled, um, and so you get a little better bounce, you know, a reflection angle off the left flipper than you do the right. Um, it 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 works. I've played in tournaments that way and got a decent score out of it. Um, I wouldn't play that way for fun. It's very boring after the first two castles. Um, and there's so much else going on on the rest of the table. It's like I I I should be you know charging up the center lane and and rescuing damsels who are you know saying how big the dragon. I mean, what, yeah, the dragon was. <laughs> um, the dragon. Just remember the dragon. Yeah, the dragon. <laughs> Um. So I mean, it, with all respect to Bo and Karen and the team that pop up, yes, that is probably the the safer way to play it in the tournament approved way. That's not what we're going to be covering here because it's as boring as hell. Um, the other way, 
which I call the theater of magic method because it involves the ramps and the orbits just like theater of magic does because there's really nothing else than a ramp or an orbit on that table. Um, basically, if you, if you do, you know, when you first complete a mode, you know, Joust or Damsel or Peasant, you light a star up by Marlin, and, and uh, we'll get to the resulting tragedy that happens afterwards. Um, if you re complete it again before you cycle back around through Royal Madness, it starts a hurry up at the castle gate, and it starts at one million, and actually takes its sweet time counting down. That hurry up is not very hurried. Um, you can times were slower back in medieval times. You can yeah, you can let it sit for a while before you actually have to do anything with it. Um, I mean, it does count down, but not nearly as fast as, say, something like Dracula's Bats, where you wait six seconds and most of the value's already gone. Someone's getting arrested. Well, I am in New Orleans. Close to Sarah Paulson, didn't you? Well, you know, it's, it's the murder capital of America, so... New Orleans is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, take I, that, I Chicago. Like I, I feel like... <laughs> I'm not in Chicago. That's You're thinking of Time Lord. Oh, yeah, huh. Oh. Well, still, take that, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the uh, so what you can do is if you complete another mode within that while well, that first hurry up's going, it'll reset the hurry up and increase its value, and it adds a little bit more each time it does it. So the first hurry up's one million, the second's three million, and then it starts adding, um, you know, goes to five point five, eight point five, twelve. So each time you add a hurry up, you add the previous hurry up's value plus another five hundred k. If you do it so that you have joust. I usually just do joust, peasant, and damsel. The catapult is too hard to hit on a it's real a table. Bear to hit in a real table, and I can yeah, nail it like, like at will on TV. Really let the ball fall off the flipper before you flip, and that's it's just it's so you know nerve wracking to do that repeatedly. Um, yeah, you just sort of hope it trolls in somehow. Nothing to do with trolls. Um, but the joust, peasant, and damsel are pretty pretty easy to complete. If you get them all so that they're almost complete, while well, you've got a hurry-up going, and then you can complete the three of them just back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you can jump that hurry-up from 1 million to 8.5 right away. Um, 8.5 million on a real medieval madness is, you know, it's a third of the replay value, usually. So you're, you're not talking about, you know, negligible points here. Um, technically, the multi-balls would score better, Except, as we'll get into in a moment, getting the the higher levels of the uh, multi-ball madness is kind of a pain because of that Merlin scoop. Um, and so I usually find that an 8.5 billion hurry up is actually going to be better for me than even a complete, you know, three-ball multi-ball madness. Um, so it's something to think about. Um, the trick is getting that first hurry up going and then not hitting the castle while you're you're setting up the rest of it. Um. That gets a little tricky because you know anytime there's you know the ball gets a little bit out of control, you have to you know you panic, you fling it away. Guess where it's going? It's going into the drawbridge because that's hey something's lit here and you don't want to hit it, so I'm going to go there. Um, in that same vein, that Merlin scoop, you're going to hate that thing because you're going to be oh I've, I've got I've got peasant and I've got damsel and I've got catapult and I've got all this stuff ready to go and you've got a light lit. And it'll go in the scoop, and you'll get this very pathetic multi-ball madness out of Marlin. I mean, even he doesn't like it. He's just like, really, you're you're that bad. You couldn't even get me a decent multi, you know, a decent sound line. Um, you know, and the the, the scoring is pitiful. It's like a hundred k for a jackpot, which 
they, you know, somebody should just be banished from pinball for that, for, for saying, you know, such a low score constitutes a jackpot. Um, the super jackpots are 400k at that point, which is even more insulting. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're an EM player, then you're like, hey, what's with all these points? Like well, the, no, the, the EM real. players are still trying to recover from Attack from Mars, and it's, you know, 150 billion total <laughs> annihilation rounds. Just for putting a quarter in the machine. <laughs> yeah, you can get 10 <laughs> billion. Here's he 150 shot. billion. It's like when you took your SATs and you got uh, 200 points just for signing your name on the top of the sheet. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh... No, so, so... I mean, if you get to the... When you start thinking about doing the multi-ball, try to stay out of the center. That means not shooting the castle, not shooting the troll stand-ups. Just try to focus on your, your jousts and your catapults first because they're farthest away from the center. Now, wait a second. Yep. When you first get multi-ball... And and the the the, the and, two multi ball right, but but when and the trolls pop up right, you've got you've a got limited amount of time for ball drainage. That's the perfect time to go after those trolls. If you have trolls lit, they'll pop up. If you don't, if you haven't hit the eight stand up targets for trolls yet, they'll stay okay. low. Um, yes, that is the the way you want to dispose of your trolls is to get them lit and then go in to start trolls at the same time as, uh, as multi-ball madness there's actually two reasons for doing this one, you can bash away on them for a little while while the ball saver is going and not have to worry about anything exactly the other thing you can do is when you complete trolls its mode gets added to the current multi-ball madness so it actually Being has skippy. a start so if you're down to two balls it'll launch any of the others back in um, and you basically start your, your multi-ball over with increased scoring um and all your balls back. Uh, it's good to have your balls. It is. It is good to have have the balls. Um, I don't know about the third or fourth one, but you know, any it, balls. So, yeah. Um, Usually two is a good number of balls. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I'm not touching this one. Yeah, <laughs> gonna let that go. Uh, let it drain. Did you fire beforehand? the call. You were. This is going to be the. Let's see how firmish we could make. Make Sean podcast. <laughs> we always do that, though, right? You know. Yeah, but I think you're, you seem to be more successful this time. Uh, either that, or I'm just leaving more openings. I don't know. I am tired. But the uh, the other multi ball, the castle multi ball, that lock is hard to hit. Um, it's in a really tiny position. It's 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 there's a evil post right next to it. Um, if Usually what I do is I kind of just ignore it. Um, if I've been taking shots to the castle with the right flipper, which I know I've said not to do, but sometimes I do it anyway for lack of anything else on the left side that I want to shoot. Um, sometimes if you're, you botch it, it'll go into the lock. Um, you need four shots for the first castle multi-ball. Castle, if you're good at hitting the ramps, you're going to love it because you just... You can just fire them up the ramps alternately and get the first part of it done. Um, there is an extra ball that shows up in the middle of that, which is always nice. Um, if you, by some miracle, manage to complete the third part of it, which is the part where you have to make all the the, uh, the blue light shots, you know, the, your catapult, your joust, whatever, that will get you a... Um, basically start the round over with increased scoring. Um... That can get pretty decent if you you can cycle through it a few times. That's hard to do on a real one, but 
it it does it is nice scoring. Um, let's see, we've covered the trolls. Royal Madness. If you get there, you play it basically the same way you do in TPA. Um, I try to save the trolls for last, um, even though they're in the middle, just because they're quick and easy to hit. And when your counter is at at three or, or two seconds and you need a fast shot, you know. The troll is going to register its hit faster than anything else on the table. I've actually lost a Royal Madness because I had shot the peasant ramp and it didn't reach the proper switch on the ramp in time. Very annoying. Um, so, kind of, if a catapult takes a little while to register its hit, too. Um, the orbits are a little faster about it just because I think the switches are a little further down on the orbits than they, they are on the ramps. But yeah, keep a troll around just in case you need a quick shot to reset your timer. Um, we're not going to go into battle for the kingdom on a real one because I have never gotten anywhere close. Uh, the closest I've gotten to it is four of the blue lights, and believe me, I was bouncing off the walls just for that. Uh, that Hell, was I've only gotten to it twice in TPA. So that was 78 million game, which is the the best I've ever done on it. Uh, uh, you look at that in TPA, and you'd be probably up around a billion by that point. <laughs> you know, really. So I don't do very well, you know, compared to the other tables. I don't do very well on Medieval Madness, which I, is kind of a mystery to me because I play it a lot. Um, I don't. I just don't. You know, most of the time, if I've played a real table and it's a TPA counterpart, my uh, my TPA score is like ten to fifteen times higher than my real one. And on Medieval Madness, it's only about four or five or so. Oh, uh, I've. Uh, I, you know, even the the one where I did finish Battle for the Kingdom, it it was only like a 500 million game. Um, was not particularly high scoring. Um, now Attack from Mars, I can go on forever. It's just something yeah. about the game. It's just I I don't know if I'm too busy laughing at all the the sound lines or if I just you know if it's just that much harder. But I just don't do as well on that on that that one for some reason. Um. But anyway, enough of my monologue. Um, any questions about uh, Medieval Madness before we uh, move on to the other sub <laughs> other subject? No. The tears. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's possible to, to backhand the castle lock from the left flipper on the real table. That depends on the... Uh, the size of the post that is on the peasant ramp... If it is a tiny, like one of the little tiny black ringed posts, you can sometimes squeeze it by there. It's extremely difficult. Um, it's not something that I can do on demand. If it's one of those big fat yellow posts, like you see sometimes they put on for tournament play to make the tables harder, you are not getting it past there. No. Don't even try. Um, it's so obviously. put a nice um, custom cliffy protector post on there, you could probably get it past because they're pretty thin, aren't they, the cliffies? Yeah, it, yeah. It mean, take a look at it. Basically, your eyeballs will be able to tell you whether you can do it or not. Um, and also, uh, before we we depart medieval madness, I just wanted to take a quick round of everybody. At, what is your favorite line from the table? Oh, oh man, it's tough because there's so many. Oh they yeah, took all women. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what was that? The, they the took all women. Yay! <laughs> well, and I was gonna say, isn't that one followed by uh, they took our pinball machines? Isn't no, no the, that one is. I think it's. They took our pinball machines and our treasure to historical monuments. Yeah, that's the. That, that would <laughs> be. Uh, I think that would be one of mine. I Jared. Think, uh, oh, there's something that one of the damsels says. 
Uh, it's it's one of the um, innuendo laden um, quotes. Something like a there's a lot of those. My big big dragon. Mine yours is bigger. Oh yeah, such a, <laughs> such a big dragon, but I bet yours is bigger. <laughs> Something like that. Every time it cracks me up. <laughs> Jeff, so I'm like ten. I like the uh, the drunken dude that you fight, where he's like, "It's happy hour." Duke of Bourbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got some. He's got some classic ones. I do actually, like. When, he, go ahead. I was gonna say one of the uh, quotes when the King of Pain. Uh, I think when you get up to the the later castles, he says, oh, "I didn't like that guy anyhow." <laughs> we destroyed the castle. That's pretty good. I thought you were going to say the King of Pain one for the uh, start of Battle for the Kingdom. If you start knocking on his, his castle door, one of the quotes he gives is, says is, not now I'm on the throne. Uh, <laughs> first time I heard it, I actually lost my ball because I was doubled over in laughter. <laughs> I've actually never been the, up to Battle for the Kingdom. I got close. In fact, I think I did it in one of those 20-minute tournament modes. I was just... Oh, I was like two minutes to go in the tournament battle, and I was nearly there. I was going, of course I had to do it. In a twenty-minute time game, right? That quote uh, it actually isn't part of Battle for the Kingdom. You actually have to destroy his castle before you can even start Battle for the Kingdom. It's while you're you're knocking on his castle that he says that. Uh, and obviously, you have to do it in one of the later uh, where it takes quite a few hits on the castle. Yeah, it's like eight hits for the gate. Yeah, just it's just oh, a man. boatload of hits. But the uh, my favorite is still the uh, I'm Howard Hertz. Who the are you? No matter how many times he says that, it's just it's it's just funny. It's hilarious. Howard Hertz is the best. My, my, my the kid, when playing it, uh, my boy is eight. He was probably seven at the time when he asked me, but that you know line came up, and he's like, "What is he saying?" And I go, "Oh, he's just asking how the heck are you." <laughs> <laughs> right. There's another. There's another um, one in that same one. It's like. <laughs> Why they call me Howard Hurts? Lord Howard Hurts! <laughs> <laughs> that was good too. As far as the sound, uh, the sound bites, that that is hands over feet, the best one ever made. Uh, it's got the perfect balance of humor, and it's got the perfect balance of just like so many quotes and sound bites in it too. They've really packed them into that ROM. It must be just like at the at the limit of its buffer, I reckon, with um, the yeah. amount of quotes they get in there. It's got to... You couldn't have done that. They, even um, even the earlier 90s machines couldn't have done it because they had no. to have WPC-95 chips and, and everything. You you couldn't yeah. have got in the Twilight Zone era. No. Um, but moving on. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about um, is just kind of a, an interesting thing that I happened to pick up on um, while the, the uh, Adams Family Kickstarter was going on. The... Uh, yeah, if you're if you're like me and you've you've used Kickstarter for any length of time, um, at the bottom after you you've looked at a project, there'll be those you might also like things that we see all over the web. It'll have different projects featured and everything. Well, there was one there for this you know in in video games, and it was for this game called That Which Sleeps, and it had this picture of this like tentacled Cthulhu-esque demon with its tendrils wrapped around the world, and it was this really dark like kind of. Uh, foreboding art style, and it's just like, okay, what the hell, you know, I'm bored, I'll click on it, you know, this is probably a waste of time, but we'll, we'll go see. And it's actually, I'm not going to get into the, the, the game itself, because it's kind of irrelevant to what I want to talk about, but basically think of, like, Risk with 
Lovecraftian horrors and old ones in it. Um, basically, <laughs> wow. you are an awakened ancient evil, and you've just woke up, and you're kind of weak, and you can't just like directly take over the world. So you I get hate these, when that happens. You get yeah, you get these little agents. Um, you recruit these agents, and they like infiltrate governments and terrorize villages, and and basically like spread chaos in your name. Wait, wait, like and, North Korean agents? Oh, agents! Oh, okay. Agents. <laughs> <laughs> Koreans would be ineffective for this, um, <laughs> but the uh, it, it's kind of a it, you know if you're like in, into the, the kind of a, the old school strategy games, it's it's kind of a unique twist on it because it's, you know you're you're basically taking over the world for evil, and so there's this whole thing about you can't really like just go out and just terrorize half the world because then they'll realize hey this this ancient evil's waking up, we should go take care of that while he's still weak. So there's this whole like deceit and like trying to get what you want done without making the rest of the world realize that. Anyway, um, what got me, though, is the company, which is, it's this little tiny company called King Dinosaur Games. I think this is their first game. Um, it's, it's two people out of Boston. And their Kickstarter is amazing, because it's, it's over now. It, it, was, um, it was winding down during the, the, the date that we would have originally recorded this podcast, had everybody been there. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was just... It was everything that Farsight's Kickstarter was not, which is to say it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to bash, you know, we, we've already beaten that horse enough, so we're not going to dwell on that. But just the, the whole thing about it was the, the game was pretty much already done. Like, they have a working beta that they were, like, had a video of, like, people playing the game and everything, and the Kickstarter was basically for the art. Because there are only two people, and they didn't have artists on staff. And so it... it played really nice, but it looked like, you know, it looked like hell. It was like playing Zork. <laughs> it, it honestly, it looked like, um... It's like a text it, adventure it, game it now. Like a tabletop <laughs> game. It, the pieces almost, you know, the little the agents and everything almost look like little, uh, like figures you'd see in, like, a Milton Bradley game. Okay. Um, oh, right. So, so the, the Kickstarter was entirely for art, at first. Um... They had gone out and and basically gotten quotes, and they knew exactly how much they needed. Um, they knew exactly what they were doing. You know, everything was all planned out. You 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 go through when you start reading this this. Um, you know, they got the the d details and the risks and challenges and all the the sections that you have to have on a, a Kickstarter campaign. And I start looking at some of the updates because I had gotten in it about halfway through, so they had already basically they had already funded the project and they were on their stretch goals at this point. And it was just like, it was like being in the company. Like, you, you, when you backed the project, you pretty much knew exactly where it was, exactly where they wanted to take it. Everything was out there in the open. You know, the guys were like constantly. There's, come on, there's only two of them, and they're trying to develop the game while they're doing this. You know, they're answering everybody's questions. Um, the thing had ten stretch goals. It, it, its goal was twelve thousand. It made it to eighty-five at the end. Wow. Um, with t all ten of its stretch goals founded, so now you know they're, they're adding like religion into the game and and uh, multiple old you know the, the the ancient evils are called old ones um, games where you can like play you're, you're fighting for the world over multiple you know all these different art enhancements whole nine yards um, wow it's awesome it the the schedule has slipped a little bit because you know the scope has creeped out beyond all reason but 
Uh, but they were upfront about it, and they said, hey, you know, basically one of the, the stretch goals basically says, hey, if we get this, the game's going to be delayed two months because we need time to put this in. Um, it was just very refreshing to to have that kind of openness and transparency in a Kickstarter. And I think that's a lot of what we don't see and, and you know, some of the other ones. Um, <laughs> not, just, yes. just, not just the one that's most relevant to us, but, you know, other video game... You know, a lot of the video game Kickstarters fail, and fail horribly. Um, so for this one, let me ask you this. is was, was the key for you, one, the communication that was happening with the people, two, the openness of uh, what they were trying to accomplish, or three, the stretch goals? What do you think was the most important for you? Like, did, that makes you feel like it was very successful. About an even balance of the first two. Um... The stretch goals, I mean, they were already on their way before I even saw the project. Um, so that would have probably happened regardless. But okay, the, well, uh, when you joined the project, how many, uh, what would you say? Were they two weeks in, let's say? They were uh, They were about two weeks in. They were, they had about, I think they were on their fifth stretch goal at the time. And how many, how much, were you able to read past communication with them? Yeah, you could, if you go in the comment section, you could see the whole, I mean... So what would you say, how often were they communicating? Like once a day, a couple of times a day, every other day? What would you say was the about? I, I would say probably, I mean, they, they would answer a bunch of questions each time, so you couldn't really go by post count, but I would say probably, I mean, there'd be a batch of answers in the morning and a batch at night. Toward the end of the project, you could kind of tell when they were answering things, because it was always the same time of day. I guess what I'm trying to wonder is, and this is where it does relate, I feel, to the uh, Farsight and when they do Kickstarters, is that, you know, obviously in the case of, of Adam's family, many people thought, oh, this is going to fund, like, crazy really fast. And yeah, it got off to a rocket start over the first two days, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think that's when people want to start hearing more info. They want to hear that the developer is engaged in this Kickstarter just as much as the people that are Kickstarting. And so I'm wondering if that's why this particular one maybe was able to succeed because, you know, if you're just a little company trying to do its thing, you know, that's a, that's a big pill for a lot of people to swallow. But if if they sense your passion about it, um, it, you know, kind of can become contagious. I think it was a lot of that um, because even the, if you look on KickTrack, it doesn't have the same pattern that the, the Farsight ones do, where you got the big burst at the front and the back and, and a, a long trough of nothing in the middle. Mm -hmm. This one, there was like three days of nothing because they weren't, you know, they didn't have their media presence out yet. Um, you know, eventually they started getting, you know, some of the gaming sites picked them up and stuff, and so that's when the, the, the horses were let out of the barn. But you just saw a steady, um, you know, a steady increase throughout the project. Um, the uh, you didn't have that whole kind of a lull thing there because there really wasn't any lull. There was no you know something was always going on with that project. Um, you know either you know they had an update or they had a new video out showing the gameplay or they they um, you know there was just always something you know something that would maybe made you go and say I should look at this this Kickstarter again today. And of of course you know when that happens people start telling their friends and blah blah blah. Um, now, were they running but, also the uh, rewards? The, yeah, they. Uh, most of them are. They're all digital. There's there's no physical rewards. There's no no, um, you know, licensed products or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but they're all, um, uh, uh, you know, they've got their standard, you know, the pre-order, the beta access, um, some other things of, of that nature. And then the, the, the higher tier ones are actually, um, like, one of them is you can create your own agent that gets put into the game. Like, okay. you work with the developers to create this, this agent, and he gets put into the main, you know, the core game as part of the, uh, you know, the pool of agents that you can play with. Um, you know, that one was a high level one. You had, I think that was a thousand because it, it was it you it takes up a lot of the time sure. to do that. Um, but you know, it was just a lot of it was, uh, you know, they were things that made you feel like you were helping develop the ex like right now they're they're they've moved on to a, a pr set of private forums. And uh, a bunch of the people who are doing the beta testing, they've got like 400 beta testers out of this. Um, they are actually going through and, you know, they've got some of the initial art samples back from their artists that they, you know, they were able to contract with with the, the right. Kickstarter money. And we're actually going through and helping them pick out, and yeah, this one looks good. We want to see more of this. That one's terrible. Don't use it. Um so I mean, it's it's you know even though the campaign's been over for two weeks, it's still an interactive process, and I think that's you know because we kind of you know backers kind of sense that was the direction it was going in. They got a lot more interest from people who other otherwise would have said, oh, it's just another game, you know, here's my ten bucks and let's move on. You know, I think they got a lot more, well, a a lot more money than they could have gotten otherwise, and b a lot more commitment. Um, because yeah, they they basically transformed themselves to you know a studio of two developers to a studio of two developers and a four hundred person beta testing team, right? Um, so you can get a lot more done, <laughs> you know, even though the beta testers are, are you know have varying degrees of experience or inexperience. Um, you know, if you've got three hundred people telling you this art sucks, go in some other direction. Uh, that's going to be good for your game. Hmm. Well, it sounds like these yeah, guys ran a pretty savvy campaign. Um, I mean, we're able to really capitalize on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a little bit to compare it to, you know, something like TPA, just because, you know, a I think this is the only chicken in their pot right now, so it's not sure. like they have to, you know, put out monthly DLC and you know fix bugs and you know deal with all the the established product, you know, stuff that they have to right. do to keep the doors open. But on the other hand, it's like they have much more staff. You know, they've got twenty to twenty-five people. Well, also the thing is, is that you know, Farsight has run now four Kickstarter campaigns, and right. some of the very things that have been suggested, I will say, not complained about, but suggested on how to run a Kickstarter, have been suggested since the very first Kickstarter, and right. and one of those has been communication. And it's yeah. you know, I think having somebody constantly stoke that fire for the Kickstarters keeps the Kickstarters from going, you know, doing what inevitably happens, which is all of a sudden they start sniping at each other and, you know, this and that and, and, uh... Well, that was the... We had a few trolls in that one. Right, that right, but, but, you know, but you know what <laughs> I mean. Even even to the point where it was, hey, wait a second, I'm at the, the $100 level, I'm getting the gold table, am I also getting the regular table? You know, and it took a couple of days yeah. to get a response <laughs> yeah, for that. I had to get and that, that should have been something that, you know, as soon as that was even mentioned, should have been like, you know, somebody hop in and they go, oh, yeah, yep, this is what it is, you know. Yeah, there was so. actually a similar question with, with this one. Because um, there was, the, you know, when you we put the rewards in Kickstarter, you can't change them once they're, they're up. Right. 
And so there was a, a, a fault in the wording where it, it made it sound like this, this particular tier didn't get the, the rewards of what was below it. Um, you know, innocent mistake, whatever. And so, you know, people are like, what's going on? You know, I want to do this, but I'm, you know, I want this other stuff too. I think they had a response in like 15 minutes after it first came. Yeah. I mean, it was just, wow. It was just like, that's pretty good. People, you know, it, it, I, I think that's the difference with these things is people get interested in your Kickstarter if you are interested in your Kickstarter. If you're not going to show interest in your own project, why wouldn't, you know, why would anybody else type right. of um. Well, hey, this actually leads into uh, we're gonna we're going to shut the door partly on lits. <laughs> we're gonna leave a crack. <laughs> we're gonna leave our foot in the door because I'm gonna uh, transition we're gonna let into the power seep out. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let the power seep out. But uh, uh, I think Bonzo, can you shut the door for us? Mm, sure. Has <laughs> <laughs> been on for so long. He doesn't remember the, the he doesn't remember the he doesn't remember the prompt. All right, Jared, it's all you then. Oh, really? You want to let me do it again? Uh, can, can we give you a suggestion of how to do it? Sure. I want it as a teenage girl uh, getting a brand new car. Oh my god, don't shut the door! <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really good. <laughs> I think oh. the power is running for its life now. <laughs> the, the power is going, run away! So here's what I wanted. Here's what I wanted to transition into. Um, so Zen had come out with uh, the South Park tables, and a discussion on the thread that was related to the South Park tables kind of got into how is Zen able to pull this stuff off, and uh, Farsight isn't, and then that morphed into why is it that uh, we are always the one ones that are championing Farsight, and then Zen has, you know, Kotaku giving a big old write-up about having, you know, tables released, whereas Pinball Arcade doesn't. Well, our... The man who created the uh, Pinball Arcade forums, fan forums, thread, site, that'd be Gord Lacey, he summed it up very nicely in a, uh, in a paragraph, and I thought I'd read it to you guys, and uh, see where this kind of You'll see where I'm going with this. So he says, Zen is very, very good at marketing their product. They also have a slick interface for their game. Farsight has no one in charge of marketing their game, and it shows. Major video game websites talk about every Zen table update because Zen sends them information. Farsight's updates aren't mentioned on the major gaming sites and rely on fringe sites to find out about a release and promote it. I identified their lack of marketing early on, which is why I started this forum for, for discussing the game. I've mentioned multiple times that Farsight should create standalone versions of their top-tier tables and put them on the iOS and Android app stores to help sales, but they've never created them. It shouldn't be rocket science to think that a standalone app for these licensed properties would capture fans for the properties much easier than in-app purchases would. So where I'm transitioning from is, obviously the Ghostbusters table got released in the meantime as a standalone app, and again, we had people all of a sudden freaking out about, ah, what are they doing, and this isn't TPA, and I'm not gonna, you know, support this, and blah, blah, blah. And oh my so god, do you tokens. Guys, yeah, do you guys <laughs> think that Farsight has a marketing problem? Um, obviously. obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yes. think that goes without saying. Yes, they need to do more work with marketing. 
And this isn't just PR. This is actually having a somebody that you know. It's kind of like having a, a press release person, somebody that can yeah uh, put out the notifications, notify everybody, rather than relying on us <laughs> more or less to drum the yeah. you know, beat the drums. Do you yeah, feel I mean, that the the Ghostbusters table being released as a, its own little app? Um, how do you guys think that that's been? just in your own minds uh, working do you think that it's just kind of been wildly ignored or um, is this the direction Farsight needs to go in for me I think it's it's a good idea from the perspective of metadata searching in app stores because if you the only way you could actually find out whether for example the Ghostbusters table was included in TPA's core app is if they set metadata really really well in the app so you've got hits on all the um, when you do a search and at the moment they've only got the I think uh, like the first four core tables in the description on Google Play they don't have all of the tables that are in there and if they did that that might actually help them get some search buy-in from people who are actually um, uh, looking for a particular property or a particular franchise to get in on. Like, like you know, let's in say, other words, if somebody um, typed in the search "whirlwind pinball," it wouldn't pop up anywhere in the app store. Well, I'll try it now, shall I? Oh, because live experiment. Yeah, I'll let, try it. Let on, us. I'll try it on us, iOS you, at the same time. Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm 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 just dying for the results now. Where's the Jeffrey music first? <laughs> <laughs> my my app actually crashed as I was typing it in. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Oops, pinball is not how I do it. Oh, okay. So if I type in whirlwind pinball, um, I do get the latest uh, table pack up. And how does it know that? So they are doing metadata searching. So I'll take that back. They seem to be doing that. Okay. Oh yes, they have all the tables listed now. See, they didn't for a while. Um, what about? Let's do another search for some of the latest ones. I think they got Phantom and the Opera in there because it's like the latest, so they should have that. Um, yeah, I think they have all the all the titles listed here, which is great. Great work, guys, for doing that because that helps a lot. Um, uh, bad but... news. Bad news on the iOS side, though. No results for Whirlwind Pinball. Do do do. <laughs> we don't need a soundboard we can just use our own voices exactly exactly so um, I do think though uh, Chris you're definitely onto something there with with having a separate app with say like Star Trek The Next Generation as a standalone or you know The Twilight Zone as a standalone these big well, franchise names that they would do it yeah I was gonna yeah. say I thought I had heard at one point a long time ago oh, yeah. that that was going to happen they're great at and again, at stuff, I, I think they? that in terms of... <laughs> hey, if we keep I, talking I, like this, we might be able to get Jeff to do a 60 Seconds of Rage. Yeah, you I might know. get me riled we'll, up. We'll, we'll give him another chance. We'll, we'll give him another <laughs> chance. I'm going to crank that wheel. Um, no, I, I honestly believe that, that Farsight needs to get away from the Kickstarters. And if they can find a way of making the money or guaranteeing that they can have the money that they don't need the Kickstarter, that would be ideal. And so if these things were released as a separate app, um, each table, because I, and this is where I, I'm dying to know what the information is on the Ghostbusters table, but I'd love to know how are they doing? Are people actually buying tokens um, to be able to, to play more? 
why not have best of both worlds and just have its own app and also in the the collection exactly you offer the you you offer the tokens but if the person you know digs a little bit more then they can find out oh hey i could have just bought this table and and now i'm in with all these other things it's you know it, it it's the the crack dealer offering a taste and then uh, you're coming back for more i mean it's <laughs> yeah it totally is and I think in the past with standalone table packs, certainly in the case of I'm talking from Zen's experience with this, is that if they release a standalone pack, they have troubles merging the entitlements back into the core pack again. Right. Um, now that's the only barrier to entry um, for a lot of places here. But if they can get around that problem, and I'm pretty sure there are ways that they is can that get a around that issue. Problem or a licensing problem? That's a technical problem, I think, in this particular case. Like, they, the purchases... I'm talking about Google Play here, of course, because I'm an Android right. dude. But I think it has something to do with the way the purchase is appended to the package name um, and that sort of mechanical thing in Google Play. But I have a feeling that Zen is trying to work around um, that problem. I, I was reading one of their forum posts um, that they were trying to resolve that issue because a lot of people complain about it and um, it is something they're trying to fix. So if they can fix so it, So it's, it's not that like sets in the precedent. case of... Because I know with Zen, if you buy the game on PS3, uh, then you get it for the Vita and you get it for the PS4. But if you bought it for the PS4, you would not get it for the Vita or the PS3. So they're encouraging ah. everybody to buy it through the PS3 and I don't to know. Get all see, the that, there's where I'm not sure if it's technical or if it is licensing. You know, or, or you know how it goes. Yeah, I think I think it's purely for marketing. I'm speculating here because I don't know the ins and outs of Zen's marketing model right. or their licensing contractual obligations. But in the case of Marvel, and then see on Google Play, they have a Marvel app. They have a um, right. You know, had that all the different franchises separated for yeah, Star build. Wars app and the the Marvel app. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I think from that perspective, that's purely a brand alignment issue, and I don't think it's a licensing issue because they also have those games in the core pack. So right. that's purely a branding exercise. And I think it makes a lot of sense because many people who are into Star Wars or for example, with TPA into Star Trek and are not into pinball in general, might just look for some interesting Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, whatever app and might stumble upon the pinball and then get sucked into the hobby, maybe. Yeah. I gotta say, too, it was a, 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 a small miracle <laughs> that for once, with the Ghostbusters table, it actually lined up with a goddamn anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nicely played. You know, I mean, how many times have we been saying this where it's like they miss some opportunities of releasing a table? Like if they had a released World Cup 94 while World Cup was going on, because you got a lot of people that are just searching World Cup. And by random happenstance, the table might pop up and people are like, oh, yeah, you know, because they're into it at that moment. You know, you use other people's. Again, this comes back down to marketing, but it's you use other people's momentum and hitch, you know, catch a ride on it. I guess the other one that they kind of lucked out on too, or I don't know if you could say lucked out on or planned was Dracula, with with the movie. But uh, I don't know. But was that, that timed for anything? I mean, was it wasn't there a, a new Dracula movie that just came out? I mean, uh, well, Dracula oh, yeah. told, but I don't think anybody really. It was pretty I mean, lame. That's... Yeah, I mean. But I don't know. If that... I don't even know what you were talking about. Yeah, see that. 
I don't know if it's, it's just universal, a coincidence. Universal maybe. Pictures <laughs> is trying to uh, to everybody wants the next Marvel property. You might want to say to do these you know multi movie franchises that are all connected and interplayed. And Universal finally realized, hey, we own the monsters, and so they're trying to relaunch. The Mummy, Dracula, Frankenstein. Oh, all the old 40s and 50s. Yes, uh, and they want to do them a la Marvel is doing where one movie leads into the next movie and you know build this giant franchise. And apparently Dracula Untold was the opening salvo, uh, which more likely was that they shot a couple of BB guns and people went, ouch. Because um, <laughs> anybody talking about that movie, <laughs> but technically, yeah, normally technically I keep up with the Dracula stuff, but I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, it launched. Yeah. I mean, around the same time as as the uh, the TPA table. So I mean, it that was October tenth with, with how perfect would it have been to release Doctor Who table during the whole fiftieth anniversary uh, brouhaha that was going on, you know, um, and. Granted, yeah, it would be an extraordinarily expensive license to do, but if you're going to do it, time it right, you know. <laughs> well, there are Daleks on the table, so I think the guy who uh, created yeah. the Daleks is some very special guy to deal with, huh? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, no, state now. He's, yeah. he's dead, but yeah, he left. Uh, he his, Basically, he his will basically ties up anybody else other than uh, the... the um, because I remember even when uh, BBC was trying to do the the relaunch of the, you know the new Doctor Who that they had a they were almost afraid that they weren't going to be able to include the Daleks because they couldn't reach licensing terms with the guys' state. Mm-hmm. Wow, they did uh, eventually. I don't know how much you know, how much extortion he got out of them. But, <laughs> um, yeah, apparently they're like legendarily difficult to license. But I mean, people must do it because I've got a little plush Dalek on my desk, and you squeeze it, and he goes exterminate, exterminate. Yeah. So I mean, people are doing it. I guess it's just you have to have a lot of money. What do you guys think of the Ghostbusters uh, retheming of Haunted House? I can safely say I've played it more than I've played the Haunted House table, which I think I mm. played Haunted House maybe twice, um, and I've played Ghostbusters maybe a handful of times. Um, yeah, just because I haven't really, I've I've been, only been able to play it on my phone, and I don't like playing TPA on the phone. It's too tiny. It feels like playing one of those little plastic toy pinball machines. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I kind of played it a fair bit in the the beta testing round for Android, and um, yeah, after that, I haven't really touched it. Although I kind of find that that's the case with most of the the tables now. Like I I really play them extensively during beta testing. And then I don't touch them probably until they come up with a, a tournament that has it in it again. It's funny. Mm. I get sort of burned out by it. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I I played a little bit of it during the beta, and I played a little bit of it afterwards. And it's just, well, first of all, I don't like Haunted House. Um, I just don't oh, like yeah. that air table. No, I don't either. Um, so you know, That any- being said, I think they made improvements to the game by making it so that, you know... Uh, right. A adding multi ball and B making it so your ball doesn't fall through the flippers. Uh, yeah, that that gap on the right is has been mercifully closed. Yes. Um, yeah. But I, honestly, if I'm playing, I, I I don't play as much as I used to in general. Um, but if I am playing, I'm usually playing the season one tables because those are the '90s Bobby Williams that I like. And you know, since then it's been a lot of Gottlieb, a lot of uh, you know second tier tables. Um, and you know, I just. 
you know, I don't play them as much because I don't play the real ones as much when I'm at, you know, mm-hmm. at CP Pinball. It's just, I don't, you know, they kind of, um, you know, they kind of fired all their guns at the first season, and, you know, there's, there's not, you don't have, you know, for a while we were getting, like, you know, Twilight Zone, Star Trek, Attack from Mars, Medieval, you know, just one after the other, and it was great. But even back then, I was like, you know, they're going to run out of these, you know, top flight tables pretty quickly here. Because, you know, a lot of the other ones that they haven't done yet are the ones that have really heavy licenses attached to them. Mm. I it's feel like, it's, it's the, uh, the, it's that abundance of wealth. When you have so many, you wind up yeah. not playing any. I mean, I do the same thing with, I have, you know, I have over 200 movies in my rack, and I'll sit there and I'll stare at them going, I have nothing to watch. That's one hell of a I, rack. Yeah, yeah. You know it is. Nice rack. I, I like it big. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Sean's and, you and, uh, and so it's like, it's like I'll have I'll have <laughs> I'll have all these movies, and I'll wind up not watching anything that night because I'll spent ten minutes staring at it, going, "Do I want to watch this? No. Do I want to watch? It? I don't know. That one's a possibility." And then I just like, eh, yeah, never mind. As so opposed the, to when I'll I first started getting the- Blu-rays, and all of a sudden I had only you know five Blu-ray movies. And I would stare at those and go, yeah, I'm going to watch this one. You know, and it was weird because when I had a smaller collection, then I would watch him more. But as the collection gets larger, it becomes too daunting for me to even want to start wading into it. You well, know? See, see what I do with that is with the uh, – um, I just uh, – uh, especially on mobile, it's a little hard to do it on PC. But with mobile, I just cl- close my eyes and start spitting the table selection <laughs> wheel. The price is right wheel. And then I just hit start and see what comes up, and if I don't like it, I just, you know, exit out and choose another one. And then when you see Going Nuts come up, you go, ah! You literally that, go nuts. That, that, is, that, is, that is bankrupt, and I usually just set the thing down and, and go away, because obviously the pinball gods are not in my favor if they suggest Going Nuts to me. Oh, Which nuts. again, if we would get the new UI, we would have, well, at least what was some of the things that were mentioned was random table or, you know, some of these Favorites. functions that would make it happen. It would be wonderful. <laughs> I still, I'm still waiting. Jeff, you are you ready for another 60 seconds of rage? Yeah. I'm, I'm slowly getting warmed up. <laughs> okay, well, to be continued. <laughs> um, what? I'm curious to know, and this is a little more of a transition since Bonzo is in the room, and we can finally talk about this. So, crickets in German. Yeah, so Farset introduced the token system. Now, I haven't maxed out the tokens, but part of that is because I use one game and I start seeing that little timer going, you'll earn a next token in three hours. And it's like, really? Three hours for one token? I mean, that's... It's pretty stingy there. By contrast, Hearthstone. Hey, Bonzo, we're talking about it. Uh, (laughs) There's a game called Hearthstone that was put out by Blizzard. It is a uh, spin-off game. Or marketing geniuses, by the way. Yes. And it is a spin-off <laughs> game of World of Warcraft. Now, the kings of polished gaming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about how to put out a polished game that, for all intents and purposes, is freeware, and at the same time, how to put out a freeware title with in-app purchases that don't beat you over the head with them, that don't punish you for not buying in-app purchases, and actually give you a way of earning points in the game to purchase those in-app purchases without laying a dime out, this is it. I mean, it is incredible what they did with this game. 
to entice you to play it. And I think that's what's critically missing from many games, not just uh, you know what Farside's doing with or experimenting with with the token system, but you know all your candy crushes out there too. Where at some point they beat you into submission, where you're like, you know what, screw this, I'm not playing this title anymore because you've made it impossible for me to go forward with any enjoyment. So just giving you the example of what happened in Hearthstone, they came out with an expansion pack that was going to be for solo play. And they were going to charge... Uh, Jeff or Bonzo, can you, tell, can you remind me what they were going to charge per week for each pack that was opening up? Uh, I didn't pay anything. Uh, you mean an in, in, in-game currency? Yes, because uh, oh. Jeff, did you wind up uh, buying the oh buying yes. expansion? Yeah, the Curse of Nexoramus. Yeah, I actually yes. just I actually just ended up paying cash for it because I'm the kind of guy who like anytime I get gold in the game, I'm like constantly going into the arena and spending it and getting new cards and stuff. So right. So I didn't essentially, re- as you play the game, you can earn the in in game what they call gold, and mm-hmm. you can use that gold to buy more cards because this is a uh, customizable card game. So you can use it to buy more cards, which are uh, rare cards and uh, higher powered cards. Um, it's basically like a pack also... of baseball cards that you open up, and it's like yeah, random. it's a booster pack. It's yeah. a booster pack. So they came out with this expansion game, and they offered two ways of playing the expansion game. You could either use your gold to pay for the game and open it up for free, and or you could pay your money. And they were opening up a new level each week for, I believe, five weeks? It was four or five weeks. And so for a player like myself, who I wasn't playing the game that much, um, I just started hoarding gold. I was like, shoot, I'm not going to pay a dime and I'm going to get to open up all these things. And then, yeah, you got a player like Jeff who actually is playing the game and trying to uh, uh, you know, be ranked <laughs> and stuff mm-hmm. and have actually good decks built. And he laid out the cash because he didn't want to wait around to, to collect it because somebody actually came up with the formula of you know the time versus money and here's how much time you'd have to spend playing or to collect enough <laughs> the economics to... of Hearthstone oh exactly oh, like, yeah. somebody broke it down and was like look it's just better if you pay the money and, and go and <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of interesting way of doing it but that's what I'm saying they made it so that I mean for myself I started playing like crazy because I wanted to collect gold and so I was playing that much more and it was I thought it was genius, you know, that they encouraged you to play and didn't punish you at all. And that's the thing with this game. You can play it for hours on end. There is no energy bar system. There is no, you know, there's certain things, like one of the areas is called arena, that yes, you do have to pay into with your gold to be able to play. Um, But it's not critical to the game. It's just another way of playing the game and having fun with it. Um, And if you're not totally bad at it, you usually get at least what you invested back. So yeah. it's, it's not even a loss. Yeah, it's like a gambling thing with you have the potential if you're a good player, you can go in there and, and come away with like I think I've made when I had twelve wins one time I got like seven hundred gold or something just for investing a hundred gold into or hundred and fifty gold into it. So you can really you know Which basically multiply. translates into seven new packs of cards. Yeah. So you can come out of there and so it's it's really ingenious the system that they have set up, and they just announced a new expansion this week at BlizzCon, which actually just took place, just finished up yesterday, and uh, they're they're introducing like 120 new cards, and it's not like Naxxramas where you have to pay to unlock the things. 
it's all those cards are going to be available in packs, or you can craft oh, wow. the dust and stuff. So it's instead of a a wing of of adventures, which next Ramus was, this is more like a total expansion to where okay. everything's going to be available in packs. So it's it's pretty it's a pretty novel idea. And the thing that I think that really makes Hearthstone successful is that it's almost entirely multiplayer. So yeah. I think that is something that if TPA had that in place, then you know something like the token system and that sort of thing really would shine. But with the lack of multiplayer, I, I just I don't I don't I can't see the community really blossoming into something beyond. Well, that's what just it, it because it's, it ceases to be a community and it it maintains a solo experience. I yeah. Mean, once you get bored on your own, then there's no enticement to come back to it. Exactly. Um, and having having that that ranking system that Hearthstone has, yes, that's that's what's kept me playing it for. I've been which, by the way, like, and here's the other thing that's genius with their ranking: it resets every month. Yeah, exactly. So every month, there at the beginning of the month, there's this mad dash scramble of a, a lot of times it's of the players that suck um, trying to get a high ranking really quick before the good players come in and squash them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how many times I've been saying this within Pinball Arcade. Reset the damn leaderboards. It'll entice yeah. people to come back and try and regain the top spot. It's like having a tournament without it being for a limited time. Reset those leaderboards every two months, every six months. I don't care. Just reset them, and you're going to see a surge of playing come back. And just imagine yep. if the Pinball Arcade had a ladder system, a matchmaking oh system for multiplayer where it matched you up with people of similar skills, similar high scores. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it would just be insane. I mean, Hearthstone is... No, see, I'd, go- I'd be for that, because I yeah. like, like yeah. Well, these leaderboards, I don't even try because I don't have 18 hours or however long it takes to get 864 billion on Attack from right. Mars. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the 20-minute the challenges help with it a little bit, but those are, you know, those are sporadic things. Those don't happen all the time. Those, yeah. They're only, yeah. for, you know, a week or however long they're running the tournaments. If you go on Twitch right now, Hearthstone is the number three game. There's more people watching that than, you know, Halo, Counter-Strike, even World of Warcraft, there's more people watching Hearthstone. So they're obviously doing something right, and they just they just had the world championship. Twitch is an enigma to me anyway. I I, <sighs> well, I, I, I I can't from the generation. I don't understand why people would watch a video game rather than play the video play game. It? You know, well, yeah. a lot a lot of people watch it to learn from because the streamers are professional most of the time. Professional. It's kind of like watching a professional poker players. Yeah, so a lot of people yeah, watch to actually to actually <laughs> learn strategies and stuff like that. So. Because you, I mean, you, 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 watch, go, you start yeah. going, oh, I know exactly what to do, and then you go, and I'm going to go play, and then you go sit down and play, and you get your ass handed to like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do I, do I didn't learn squat. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. No, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, no I, would, I don't have a poker face at all, so I, I, I knew better than to try to do that. I would highly encourage, uh, even if you have no interest in customizable card games, download Hearthstone, Give it two hours of just you know looking at it, going through it, you know, play the tutorial, and, and even the tutorial is see... lovely, isn't it? Oh, it yeah, it's an amazing so tutorial, and that's actually the reason why I have been very studiously avoiding doing that because I used to play Magic back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh God, and you'd be you know what would happen if I you know right. had a game like Hearthstone? It's like I I I need to have 
you know, I don't have that time. That's <laughs> and I know exactly what, happened. what happened to me. <laughs> I, I, well, I got sucked into the vortex. Yeah, but even what, what I'm encouraging this is not even so much for the gameplay, but it's look at the polish. Look at how the interface interacts. Look at how it does, yeah, matching up you to other players. Look at even while you're playing the game, the little effect touches that they have going on. They're, I mean... Now, they didn't it, leave anything unturned. You know, it's not just it's not playing solitaire on you know using the uh, the basic program that came right. with Windows. You know, solitaire. It's a breathing, living thing going on for a card game. I mean, it's, now, it's just insane. Keep in mind, though, we're, we're talking about Blizzard Entertainment here. They have the resources to do these kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, that's bad eyelash at the cost. They do, true. but what my point is: look at Blizzard. Do not look at uh, King Games or whoever's making Candy Crush, which. Unfortunately, I know that is who Farsight is looking at. <laughs> yeah. You know, there there are good companies to look at for how to do a product really well and and be insanely successful. And then there's you know these Zingas and and companies that are basically looking for a viral hit. And I don't think that a game like Pinball Arcade is a viral hit. It's something that is, you know, we know it's it's core fans, and you want to keep them engaged and keep them activated. And you want to gain more core fans. You don't just want flash in the pan people that are going to play your game for two months and then never, you know, delete it off of their phone. I move that we call the title of this podcast "Marketing 101." Ooh, yeah, we have. Yeah, there you go. Marketing we have 101. Yeah. And I we think have, yeah. if you look at Zen, I mean, they've got the polish. I, I I'd say their polish mm-hmm. oh, pretty yeah. much I, equals Blizzard's in terms it, of how. It's, it, the, I have some of their games. They're, they're lovely games um, to look at. The, the physics still grates on me intensely, but yeah, same uh, here. The, but the, I mean, if I didn't know, if I didn't play real pinball and I didn't know that the physics were terrible, I'd be thinking, "Oh my god, this is great!" You know, it looks awesome. It's easy to use. Yeah. Um, I love you. Know, I would with Zim, know. That you... I wouldn't even know that what far. Well, I, I mean, I guess beyond the real table thing, you know, I, I recognize that part of it. But you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily know that. You know, technically Zen is flawed. <laughs> you know, in the eyes of a pinball purist, right? Love the fact with Zen that to get started on the table on mobile, you tap the table, or even it has full controller in- integration even on mobile on Android. So if you have your controller connected, it's like move the little highlighter to the table, press the X button three times, and your game started. That's it. Yeah. No scrolling. No going through menus, like the fact that TPA doesn't actually have proper controller integration means I can't actually use it as a as a game on, for like for example, my Shield tablet, which has a mode where you can make it into a console mode and turn off the screen. I have to have that touch screen on, and I have to get out of my seat to go and you know press the buttons on the screen. It's uh. frustrating, and Zen doesn't have that. Zen, I can actually turn it into a console and just sit on it for hours if I wanted to and play it. You're okay. losing a market share there. Um, yeah. fast. Like you need to give the UE more prioritization. And I know that you know these things don't bring in the dollars technically, but I'd argue that they will because the user experience is what sells the game. The game content itself has to be good, but onboarding a new user into a game, if they see the interface now on mobile, they'll be going, wow, this thing's like two or three years out of date. What's going on? You know, from a UI perspective or UX perspective, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Bad, I mean, bad, I, bad. I, and I think I'm speaking for a lot of us here. I'm putting out, putting up with a lot of inadequacy 
in the, 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 the presentation because I know it's real pinball and because I want that and I can't get it anywhere else. Yes. Mm. If it was something where I you know, had the option to go elsewhere or um, you know, I didn't necessarily care that it was real pinball, like if I'm just some casual person that wants to play a pinball game and I don't care that it's based on the real tables, I think they're losing people because of that. They because are, it's such especially a, on PC. a pain to, 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 you know, to do some things. And it looks... You know, it doesn't look horrible, but it it just it doesn't have you know it's not as shiny as Zen. It doesn't you know it doesn't have the the sparkle or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's what's known as curb appeal. Yes, curb that's appeal. what I was looking totally. for. <laughs> totally. You know, the inside of the, the other house thing, may too. be beautiful. You, this is why I'm not a marketer. I'm an engineer. Up, well, I don't know you don't the terms. Walk up to the house in the first place, then nobody's going to yeah, see the interior. Yeah, exactly. Just we want the interior. Too, like, we want the exterior to match. You know. At, at least GPA has goes. the better title theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other thing that uh, I was thinking too call. is in in Zen, this is another like point of difference. In Zen, when you go into the, the table options or the, the graphic settings, the the graphic settings don't have technical jargon behind them. There's like detail high, detail standard. Whereas in Android, and um, this is just an example because this is the only platform I've got, in Android there's MIP mapping and there's like oh extra quality <laughs> and stuff like that. There's MIP, there's an actual menu item called MIP mapping. Which now, geeks love. I would totally but... know what that was unless I yeah. you know, looked into the subject. And mm-hmm. I actually touched on this in a beta's pass. I said, you need to make these more human readable. And the, the problem is that the current menu system, again, it's down to the UX. There's a limited space that they can actually put for the menu item oh, in a landscape or a portrait orientation. And so the menu directly here is limiting what they can do to help the user understand <laughs> features in the game. It mm. is UX fail. Fail, yeah. fail, fail. <laughs> I mean, I, come I think on. The way it is now, uh, if you want the highest possible settings, you have to turn one feature off and another feature on and try to yes. tell that to my mom if she wanted to play a game of pinball. <laughs> she never did that. Good luck, yeah. 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 The mom if, factor. <laughs> It's it's really tough. They need to they need to push it up priority tree and de- deprioritize some other things. Um, the UI is important. It is your curb appeal for the app, as um, Chris rightly says, and it will actually get people in the door, so you can start selling them your DLC. Yeah, good point. And I mean, even focusing on stuff like Ghostbusters and uh, Orbals balls and stuff like that, it's like why why did, would those things take precedence over these core Price the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. It just yeah. seems, it just it really seems so backwards seem like to that. me. They, they want yeah, to bring it, new people in, but they're, they're forgetting the, the things that will actually... What are the things that people are first seeing when they fire up the Pimbo Arcade? Right. And, and trying to set it up and trying to customize it to their liking. It's, it's just... It's not user-friendly at all. It's not. And it's a, it's a bad reflection on a good franchise. Like exactly. It, yeah. It is. Yeah. Could, like, like, we... It's it's really bad. It's really like, bad. Once you get well, past again, it, it, the it, gameplay it's, it's, is awesome. But right, that's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what John, Sean was saying. You know, once you're playing the game, who cares about all this other stuff? But it is getting through that front door. You know, every time you're going, you're walking by. You're just like, eh, uh, uh, yeah. oh, hey, now we're here. Okay, great. But you know, it's all the it's a it's a front getting, door with an arbitrary there. lock that when you open it, you have to push the other side of the door rather than the side the door handles <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of analogy. I know it's a crude analogy, but it, it kind of is like that. It's just this kludginess that 
makes you go, uh, what? You ring the doorbell, and it's like, would you like a punch in the nuts? (laughs) (laughs) I guess if I could play pinball. (laughs) But, I mean, come on. It's been two years. I mean, it's it's time. It's time for a lot of things, in my opinion. I mean, multiplayer, don't even get me started, but... Uh, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. We need to Jeff, it's right. time for 60 seconds of rage with Jeff. Go! <laughs> well, you know, I mean, just the PC version in general. Every time I think about it, it does give me a, a sense of, I don't know if I'd say rage, but irritation. Just because, I mean, you could fire a VP so much. I mean, I, people say, oh, it's harder to set up, this and that. But, uh, well, it is. <laughs> it, it, I mean, uh, last time I tried it, it was it was pretty simple. Of a, they had they got an executable that you can just run and boom, you're there. I mean, it's come a long way. Look into that. Cause yeah, it's come a long way. The last time I way. tried, it was still the you know put this here, put that. I mean, there, yes, you do have to drop other. the ROMs in the right folders and stuff. But I mean, uh, I would assume it, most people could figure that out. For but some reason, my video cards still do not like that game. Yeah, but it is. It is mean. picky. In, in terms of, I I had an ATI one time that was struggled with it a little bit, but it, anyways, I mean, for me to, um, I know I've said a lot of these things in the forum, but oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> that is all the time we have for you today. That has been sixty seconds of rage with Jeff. <laughs> oh, the rage is so thick. <laughs> Speaking of rage, so uh, we have. We're going to be introducing a new logo, and uh, I had we'd put it out there earlier uh, a few times ago to uh, see if any one of our listeners would be able to help us with a logo, and the only help that we got was we got something from a uh, uh, Pinball Wiz forty eight I think I can't remember if forty five uh, forty five yeah he he submitted a, an effort and then I opened up an email and it was some guy spreading his ass cheeks. Um, that was about the Chris got for... goat seed for the record yeah. internet got goat <laughs> <laughs> serves don't right. google that please don't google <laughs> that, google that. What it is. I am not responsible not for, for what happens if you google that not safe for life it's not just safe so, for uh, life so after, after seeing deep into somebody uh, uh, somebody's prostate <laughs> I realized that uh <laughs> I realized that coming up with a logo was probably going to have to fall into uh, my lap. Hey, so... at least it inspired you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go no see people to action. <laughs> so anyway, we are having a brand new logo. I hope you guys like it. If you don't, tough, because this is what it is. Um, and uh, we may be doing things with it. We have plans. Uh, you know, we, we, we're, we're forward-thinking of where we might want to go with this. But as was witnessed by our latest contest, you people either hate Twitter with a passion that just (laughs) boils up from the seeds of hell, or you hate free stuff. That doesn't even make sense. Okay, let's try this again. Um, What (laughs) didn't make sense? My my analogy? I was was free-flowing there, you know? (laughs) Just go on. We're in the insanity part of the podcast here. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're way beyond how long we usually do these podcasts. But anything goes. Podcast, so what do you what do you want? Yeah, we're in. The it's a one year anniversary. Period. Deal with the anniversary. Deal with it. Yeah, you got a pause button. Come back to us, bitches. So. Oh. <laughs> Fast forward. So anyway, we uh, 
we were in this contest asking you to submit a picture of a pinball table and you throwing up either devil horns, a hang loose, giving us the finger, or uh, a thumbs up. We had one entry. (laughs) 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 Entry! Boo! You could have won with a 50-50 chance just by doing one other entry. But no, we had one person enter. Now, normally I'd be like, screw you all. We're not giving you the prize. You don't deserve it. But you know what? To Eric Wurtenberger, whose Twitter handle is at Chuckwurt, dude, we love you. You're getting it because you actually submitted something. Something was not terribly difficult, which is find a pinball machine and give the ham signal. It wouldn't even That's have to it. be your pinball machine for granted. Exactly. And I don't even care if you don't own a pinball machine. You could have won one of these cool ass toppers. I know that I would want one just to put up on the shelf, you know, with pinball paraphernalia. I don't know. All sorts of things you could do with it. I mean, come on, use your imagination. Exactly! But you didn't. Tell him what he wins! Well, he's going to win his own personal session of 60 Seconds of Rage with Jeff... Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm too exhausted at this point. No, but Chris sounds like he's worked himself up pretty good. Well, well, yeah, Jeff petered out after about 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> anyway, I petered out before uh, I even started, man. Eric, we're gonna, Not going uh, we're, gonna uh, we're gonna get in touch with you and uh, let you. I believe I talked to uh, Mike, who is uh, the man in charge over there at uh, Wizard Amusement. Um, he is debuting Walking Dead plunger pullers for the Walking Dead machine, but uh, I believe he also mentioned to me that you would have your pick if you whatever he has in stock. So. Uh, We'll get in contact, get your info, and I'll hook you up with Mike, and uh, then maybe you can uh, take a picture and post it on at Blockade of what you chose. That would be pretty awesome. Which pinball machine was in his entry photo? Uh, Big Guns. Oh. Oh. Wonder if he has. He was giving, and he gave us the hang loose, so he didn't even give us the finger. You know, uh, I like that. That was nice. I like yes. Yeah. Classy. Which is why he's a winner winner chicken dinner today. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and just for the record, we had over like a thousand downloads for the episode. So it wasn't like, you know, we got this one guy listening or something. So, I mean, you all yeah, had like a I chance. Said, You're all lazy to be. They obviously either hate Twitter or they hate free stuff. I don't know which which would the, be. The Twitter or part they I could see, but come on, the free stuff? I mean, give me a break. Yeah. You're lazy, people. Come on. We expect more next time. I know. And see, and see, we had we were having plans with with this new logo. I think you'll see that you know, hey, maybe we could put on T-shirts and if people like the T-shirts and stuff. But you but know, we no. can give T-shirts away. But I don't think um, I don't think people are caring at the moment. They just want to listen. So you know, which is we'll give them, Yeah, which we'll is give them their listening. We won't berate them too good. much. We we appreciate you all in, in your own lazy way. <laughs> <laughs> From one lazy man to another. This is this is like the, the burn all the bridges episode. Which is, <laughs> yeah, this is the the last episode of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna do what y'all think I'm gonna do. <laughs> Who's well, coming with next, me? Next, next, next podcast, we're talking entirely about uh, you know food. So <laughs> food, food. Now, if Heretic doesn't show for that one, that's just gonna be downright awful. Yeah, he'd he's... show up if he you know if we could offer a bong and pee, but. Yeah, we have to brat him about. <laughs> <laughs> <Bargain> pee. 
You bring a bong, he's there. I mean, it's it's a done deal. Not only likes to drink pee, just likes to, you know, announce that he likes. Oh my god. <laughs> what if, I don't with you guys anymore. What if we fill his bong up with pee? I was gonna say, maybe that's his bong. Gurgle, <laughs> <laughs> gurgle. Now that would be one hick of a roach. That <laughs> Yo, at this point I would say I'm curious to know how many people have been listening to this in one shot, but then I also know that somebody did a podcast on pinball recently that was like six hours long. So, you know, we're still fresh. <laughs> we're just getting warmed up. It's just daisies. Oh my god. So are we going to well, do you know what? Avatar change I, I, this time? Or? Should we do an avatar? Well, I we got to find out who's still listening after this. This is so. true. So... If we were to do an avatar that would be appropriate to this podcast, oh I think it should be birthday candles for our anniversary. Ah, how appropriate. I'm so glad you said that. I was thinking something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea where you were going with this. <laughs> well, I thought about uh, you know asking for spread cheeks, but um, no, uh, yes, I think birthday Bird would candles love that. in your avatar on the Pinball Arcade Fans Forum would be a wonderful way of showing your support for the Blockade podcast as saying, hey, I listened all the way to the end and this is what I got out of it. So. <laughs> all 13 episodes and all I got was this crappy avatar. <laughs> <laughs> that I had to find on my own through Google Images. Yeah, they didn't even give it. I had to supply my own. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up. Image. <laughs> We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to let Bonzo go to sleep because it's like, you know, two, 2 in the morning now for him. Um, so I have been your host, Shut Your Trap, saying uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for participating to Jeff Strong, Jared Morgs, Bonzo, and Sean, the Bandhammer, Don Carlos. I know it's the band sound, but I don't care. Dan, did, you know what? Bandhammer sounds better. That's, it that's it does. It's, it's just not original. I know. I don't even hardly use it anymore. Fucking dust, it, man. You're gonna have to dust it off. You're gonna have to, you know, ask somebody. Moderate maybe, we can, maybe we should invite some of the people that have been banned back, so you can ban oh, them again. God, no. Maybe we just need to like Most start picking random people. Just spin the wheel. All right, random ban. <laughs> spin the wheel of ban. Yeah. I got to that already. Oh really? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not original then. <laughs> anyway. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you guys. Goodbye, Earthling. <laughs> of course, Chris starts cutting oh. out right at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I get stuttery right there? Internets then? are dying. Yeah, internets were dying on you. New Orleans is hopping, man. Everybody's online right now. Yeah. Yeah, looking how to kill the next person. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>